I called it on YouTube somehow, Escort Confessions, I think. Because okay. I, ch I changed it from Confessions of Alex to Escort Confessions. I felt like it should be in the capital words. And people are like, ooh, I'll click and listen. Um, okay. so, some of my clients actually listened and they said, I like it. It's good. I'm like, okay, good. That's good. We passed. Because I saw it, but yeah. Um, so today I think we should talk about the socially acceptable pyramid of sex workers from like masseuse to sugar baby to stripper to cam girl slash content creator to escort. Okay, we can talk about that. Uh, is it one of those wi also a wife? <laughs> wife, yes, and wife is the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or husband. We can be uh, non-sexist about this. We can say yeah. spouse. <laughs> yeah, non-binary spouse. Um, but you know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I went up and looked up uh, Rose Dalla on Twitter, Holler, yeah. who uh, had that post originally. I'm following her on Twitter now. Yeah, cool. Our, our, our uh, podcast needs a Twitter account too, by the way. We need to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, she had that, the uh, hierarchy. So yeah, we talk about this. So yeah. Alexa, have you ever been married before? No, I've been engaged twice. Okay. I have been married. Mm -hmm. I've been engaged a lot, but I've been married once. Currently not married. Um uh, but I, I am with the partner, and, and we're very good. But, uh, yeah, I could definitely see putting your spouse on there in some degree. Um, yeah, but uh, well, so why, why would there be some kind of hierarchy of, it, of socially acceptable sex work? Let's, let's talk about that. Why, why is that a thing, you think? I think it's a thing because whatever society tells us what is socially acceptable, we just accept it. So, like, people wouldn't judge you. As much as, uh, for example, if you were just a massage therapist, they'll be like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And then you say you're a stripper and they're like, oh, okay, so like, do you have to do this or that? And then when you say, like, you're an escort, they're just like, bye. <laughs> In my case, anyway. I feel like it's like almost a business thing kind of way because... For example, you can be a massage therapist and work for a certain business or like a spa and not be your own boss. And when you move up the ladder, so to speak, you're starting to become your own boss. Because like, there are so many cam girls out there who do it full time and they make bank. And then, of course, escorts, but escorts, they, are either, they either can work for an agency or become independent. Um, that is up to them. Then... I know strippers, they obviously, like, I know some strippers, they choose their own hours and some they don't, um, but yeah, and then there's sugar babies. I don't really know much about sugar babies. <laughs> well, the ones I know, um, it's very much like that with the, the, the few I've talked to. Actually, I have a a friend of mine who I talked to about this podcast who loved the act that we're doing this and, and she wanted to know if she could ever get involved somehow from her point yes. of view. She, she is a professional dominatrix mm -hmm. and part-time sugar baby. Um, she doesn't sugar as much as she used to, but she definitely doms a lot more. And I was actually, I was with her when she was trying to 
um, screen some potential sugar daddies. And we were just kind of talking about what she was looking for. And really, it was more like, in her situation, it was more like uh, trying to find that right mix between people who wanted con- who wanted a, a regular companion mm-hmm. for when they had free time. Yeah. And had the ways and means to offer support. And what she was looking for was the regular support, but also someone to spend time with as well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she was like, you know, I need to meet him in public. Where should we go? And so we picked, I, I suggested a place near my hometown that I actually took a prom date to. Aww. It was a really nice upscale restaurant. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant, but she, uh, she went, and it's the kind of place that when you go to that situation, you want to set the expectations. You don't want to be like, hey, take me to TGI Fridays. I'm that kind of gal. Which nothing wrong with TGI Fridays. I heard they're being that kind of gal. But <laughs> if you want to have a, you know, set the expectations, air quotes, of, of what, you know, experience is like, you want to shoot for the stars and aim amongst the moon, or shoot for the moon and aim amongst the stars. Um, yeah, so uh, she went there and she had a great time. And they just never could, I, I, it didn't work out because they really just could not get their schedules synced because he traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. And she had other obligations, and they just never had. They hit it off great, um, and I think they did. They did a little bit of transactional business. I don't. I don't. I just. Not, it's her business, so I don't know. But they just never have made a full time thing out of it mm-hmm. because schedules. Gotcha. Oh. Oh. So I've. Uh... <laughs> I guess this guy, it's slightly off topic, but it's like about this sugar thing. So, um, I, um, I have this uh, one friend and, and him and I went out to dinner and, um, we started talking about, you know, all this sugar babies, sugar daddies. And he's like, can you be my, my, my sugar mama? And I'm like, dude, you make more than me. Like, why? It would not work. And he's an older guy. And I'm like, this would just be not (laughs) weird. And then here I am offering, like, a trip to Hawaii to my um, good friend, uh, who should not be named. Uh, But he's, uh, yeah, and, and and me and him were talking, you know, video chat and whatnot. And uh, he says that, well, as much I would love to go to Hawaii with you, but I just don't want to, don't want to feel like I'm your sugar baby because that'd be wrong. <laughs> it's fun shit. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I am totally not any kind of transactional situation at all. But definitely a power dynamic. I have a, yeah. I have a friend of mine, and she is older than me. And she's an acting friend, and uh, we were just we we had done uh, one of our plays together, and we were coming. We, we had traveled, and we were driving back together, and we were passing through her town where I had left my car, yeah. and we were gonna like, you know, I was gonna we were going back, we were going back to her town where my car was, and I was gonna go back home, and she's like, oh, we gotta stop at this uh, at this uh, um, thrift store. I'm like, okay, okay, you know, and so she's like, oh, look at this, look at this. And she and she buys me an outfit, Aww. like you know, matching suit. Well, you know, a suit, a matching suit, tie, and shirt. And I'm like, 
well, I'm, I'm going to buy this. She's like, no, I got it for you. And I'm like, well, why? <laughs> I, I, I feel weird now. <laughs> There's a, a power dynamic, a power shift. I got my own clothes. And if I don't buy my own clothes, what do I owe you? I mean, I don't owe her anything because, and then I asked some other friends, and they're like, oh, she's just, she's just like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's weird, but that's okay, but we can be weird. Being weird is fine. But yeah, there's definitely a power exchange. Um, and maybe your, your other friend, the one who was asking to be your sugar baby, maybe that's why he's wealthy, why he has more money. He's asked other people to pay for things, and he can save his money. <laughs> Yeah, but like everybody asks him to be like, hey, can you be my sugar daddy? <laughs> he just says no. <laughs> no, yeah, I, no. I, I do that. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I thought, I mean, I'm not, I'm not anyone's sugar daddy mm -hmm. by a long shot. But I had, you know, I mean, and that's the thing about being married or having, you know, having that kind of relationship with somebody. I don't mean, that's not even like being married because that's a whole other thing. But if you are the person who's the provider in a relationship and you provide mon the money or you provide shelter, or you provide food and you're the provider and you have that dynamic with your, with your partner, how different is that than being someone's sugar parent? Oh. Which is a term I've never really heard before. Hi, we're your sugar parents. I like that. Yeah. So, is that something that is it? Is it more like a you know patriarchal mm -hmm. construct that you know you're a provider for someone else? I mean, maybe that's the kind of the same thing as, as as trying to claim the OnlyFan models that you support on your taxes as dependents. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can do, but you should. You could try. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good something to think about too. Um, yeah. So, so where are the other hierarchies? So, sugar babying, sugar parental units, parental um, units, stripper, cam girls, escorts. Okay. So, and content providers. So we can put content providers, creators, okay. uh, cam models, um, and phone sex operators, people Ooh. who write erotic text messages like Fritz Chat. Yeah. Shout out to Fritz Chat, who's not sponsoring this podcast, but should be. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, yeah, anyone who makes, like, many vids or anything that makes their own content. See, that, that's much like being a stripper or exotic dancer is entertainment and yeah. can be protected free speech. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you can do whatever. I mean, especially if you're... In, in your own home. <laughs> oh, did I tell you this one time? So it's slightly off topic again, but did I tell you this one time when I still lived uh, with uh, Michael and Matt and like I had a, I had to do somebody's photo shoot while the guy was naked and <laughs> Michael started complaining too much, you're doing a nude photo shoot and I was like, yes, because I pay for this place too. <laughs> And uh, anyway, so yeah, because technically you can you can do whatever you want in your own home, and uh, yeah, I feel like uh, strippers don't get much love that they deserve because those girls are on such high heels 
all day and they do all these crazy crazy dances and tricks and they don't get paid enough i think i mean depends on the location but yeah and you know they and they're probably the most popular pop culture referenced one yeah i mean um and you know I, I, the, I, the, the ones i the ones i'm friends with i need to let them know about this podcast um mm-hmm. they uh you know they hustle much like any other independent contractor mm-hmm. uh you know uh 1099 self-employed uh person and, uh, you know, they spend a lot of their money on, on themselves. Like, I don't mean that in any other way than that they have to treat themselves as a business. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of, um, entertainers who have had to have, you know, um, augmentations and, um, <gasps> you know, breast implants or lip injections or just any kind of like, you know, butt injections and stuff, oh, which... Yeah. Much like being any kind of an actor or any kind of like you know performer or singer, you know, it's like in the public, you know, that costs money. You need to do those kind of things to, for self improvement, and you know, you as a business work on that. So it's definitely even even harder in those regards too. Mm-hmm. Is that something you've ever thought about doing? I I actually had lip fillers for three months or so, and I did not like it. It just felt weird. Like I I couldn't like feel my own lips and I had to like put lipstick on and then I didn't like it, it went all over I don't know I I can't I know some some girls can pull it off like uh this um there's this actress Dove Cameron she played one yeah one of the leads in Descendants and I did not know they were I mean I mean I felt like they were but they didn't look like they were but she she pulls it off I mean, I think so anyway, but some people, they just, it, they don't look good in them. But yeah. I, I just think it's your own body, but at the same time, I've been told that to not get fake titties, to not change anything, so I'm like, okay. But I know some girls, they, they have flat chest, they want to get breasts, and that's fine. But okay. Yes, it's body autonomy do what you want to do with your body and all all breasts matter um all yes. bodies matter and you know we're not body shaming in any capacity at all because everyone everyone is is is, is valid all body types are valid yeah right on right on um right let's see what is next uh oh massage therapists yes so I have an I have another escort uh, friend yeah. um, who is a, who is who is technically fully professional, uh, fully employed as a massage therapist, and she works through a company. I'm not gonna say the name of the company because mm-hmm. I don't want to dox her. Um, but and she's also uh, an escort outside of that too, um, and uh, she has to keep those two separate. She doesn't. She can't entertain clients in that capacity where she works. If she has mm-hmm. to do that, she has to be on her own time. Oh, uh, okay. And I, and, I, and, and I know, I mean, I haven't talked to her about this in any kind of detail, but I do know that both of those professions are physically taxing. Like, you have to be in, 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 in you know, good shape and have the energy to do one and then do the other. Yeah. Or 
divide that time of your day between, you know, this kind of energy for this kind of life and this kind of work and then your personal time. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything like that with, you know, the job I have now where I'm like physically working like, eight, you know, not right. like, but physically working eight hours of my day mm -hmm. and then having to go and do something like that in my downtime or off time or, you know, non-work time. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be taxing. Yeah, I <laughs> I cannot even imagine, yeah, working at this, you know, like, your friend just like, it's possible because she probably has one hand stronger than the other. <laughs> because that's what happens. That's what is happening to me. And I don't know. <laughs> like when I started, when I first started sex work, I became more tired and just hungry. And it's, yeah, I did not know sex could take so much energy because I probably yeah. haven't had it as much as now, but... Yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, I mean, we'll have to crunch the numbers between the next, this podcast and the next about how many exact calories you burn Ooh. the act of, of, of making like that, but it's it's got to be, it's up, it's, up, it's up there. I mean, it's not as intense as, you know, being a professional uh, athlete, but it might as well be. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's also like the ones, like, like the entertainers who are professional dancers. Mm-hmm. And strippers who uh, who's you know burn all those calories like that as well. Um, I actually got hired to be a male stripper um, years ago, um, and I didn't do it. I, I don't. I just the circumstances worked out where I couldn't get I couldn't get into like I couldn't fulfill my shift because I was about to move and I had to move quicker than I was like going to. Yeah. But I went to the club and it was funny because the uh, the club owner and I quote. We're looking for more masculine men, not little, not, not twinks work all day, but mainly men. Well, then. With dad bods. And the guy, it's funny because the club manager was like, dude, you, you, bro, bro, you are not ripped. Bro, you, you don't, you don't have muscles everywhere, man. You don't have, a, you don't have abs. Mm -hmm. What's up with that? No abs. Dude, you're not in shape. And I'm like, yeah, man, but I'm confident. I'm a good salesman. Yeah. Right on whoever. And the owner was like, yeah, we need that. We need uh, mainly men. And then it's funny because I went with a girl that I, I was friends with, and she's like, he's so hot. Hire him. He's hot. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's hot, but, you know, can you do this and this? And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's actually a predominantly gay club uh, because, you know, men are the biggest, you know, consumers of that kind of um, entertainment anyway. Mm -hmm. But it was, like I said, I, I just, I couldn't get my schedule right before I had to move to do it. Um, so it's not even a great story, really. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I worked that pool. Okay. At least for my audition. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, Thanks. Yeah, I, I always wanted to go to gay club. I think they're such, they're very, very fun. Drag shows especially. Yeah. Where'd you go? I'm sorry, I got a text message with a question mark from an unknown number, so I get that a lot. I don't know. I don't know who is that. Um, people have so many questions. People have so many questions. And sometimes those guys, they don't read ads. And they're like, are you a veil in this area? Or, hi! That's it. Hey. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> like, what's 
next? I don't know. Anyways. Um, we could talk about getting not um not getting personal with clients. We can talk about separating the boundaries between between getting too personal with clients. Yeah. Yes. Here's a blanket statement I'll make for work. If you are employed and you have somebody that pays you for your time energy, talent, and work, you should have boundaries. Yeah. I have a struggle with where I work now, where the boundaries between me and my contractual obligations for what they expect of me are getting mm. clouded. Mm. Um, and I don't like that. And I have to reestablish these boundaries. Yeah. And even if you're a sex worker, you have the right to boundaries between you and whatever other person you work with, right? Right. right. How do you set boundaries? Um, basically, if uh, if the client decides to text me, I'm like, okay, let's uh, tell me what date, what time you want to see me. I'll be there. Let's set it up instead of just. And some of them, they don't realize they don't pay attention to my ads because I don't text for free. Like texting takes time. And and sexting text time like if if they want to sex me they're not gonna come without without paying me first. C U M. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Arrive. So well, they, they don't have to arrive. You can you can come, but you can also arrive. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you can arrive, arrive all over me. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's a texting, sexting. Then um, some of them, they, some of them are my regulars, which I love my regulars. But one of them, his schedule is so messy and uh, very complicated. And today he, he was like, hey, Alexa, you're available at noon. And it was like 1030 in the morning. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of out of town I'm, I'm doing stuff but i mean did you like pay the deposit did you do this he's like no well then you're not on the schedule like i'm sorry like you my schedule is hectic now and even with regulars now they have to like pay deposits so i have to be strict with them and i have to be kind of a bitch and so there's there's another boundary and then i had this one client and um, Cole, I'll, I'll name him Cole because that's how I named him in my book. And he, um, him and I started, you know, after we spent some time together, um, we started making OnlyFans content because that's, uh, I wanted to do like boy girl content for a while. And he was like, uh, first one I kind of vibed with, it was good chemistry. And we started making OnlyFans content and we started um having sex um kind of without him paying me so and that's when i'm like okay this is not okay and i've uh apparently he had a girlfriend and i got involved in that a little bit of drama so i'm like this is not okay i have to vroom, just just block him you know ghost him well i i explained myself first so and then uh <laughs> I guess a week ago he contacted me. He's like, "Hey, 
I just I just want to meet up with you. I'm like, okay, you can pay me if you want to meet up with me. And he's like, well, I thought just maybe like lunch. And I'm like, no, no call. I can't. Um, so yeah, that's another boundary I had to set. And like, I started liking this guy and um, that was, yeah. So I had to just cut him off from my life. And, and it became so much easier and I've learned my lesson. Yeah, and I, I understand that uh, it is difficult too because I've always found that like attracts like, and I, I you know my relationships, my personal relationships, have always been since since I got divorced because I, I said at the beginning at the top of the podcast that I used to be married, um, but since I've got I've been single and I've been not married. Um, all of my um, relationships have been with people who are similar in my proclivities, uh, in our proclivities together. And so it's never really been anything where a few times that I've talked about my past and what I've done, you know, I, like the brief time I spent doing cam work um, mm -hmm. as a cam model, you know, a hundred years ago, a million years ago. <laughs> um, You're not that old. You were like, oh, wow, that's really something, you know, the rest of them were like, yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, and there was never anything that was ever brought up again. Um, and so it's not like it's, you know, really an issue. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, for another podcast. Yeah. When we talk about, you know, people who you want to be intimate with in your real life versus your professional life and how they feel about that. You know, I mean, one of the, I think it was... Talk about Rose Dollar again. Our dollar, yeah, I did that name wrong. I'm sorry. I will mention her, but we'll say it wrong. But she's talking about how boyfriends that support their SWs. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, I do believe that they do have that big, big energy. Yeah, I'm taking notes for the next podcast. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I take notes, otherwise, I forget. Um, okay. We'll have like a list of shout outs that we'll, when we do our Twitter, we'll start plugging other people across the board. If we can get a sponsor at some point, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, oh, um, off topic again. Um, Jamal is almost ready with the demo reel. So, yeah. He sent me oh. raw card today. I can, I'm gonna share it with you. Okay, cool. Thank you. You are welcome. It's, it looks very raw. It, it just needs like color grading and other stuff. So <sighs> there's that. Um, That's awesome. I am looking through the through Twitter. Yeah. To find um, <clears throat> to find that reference again. But yeah. Oh. So okay. So we're back to the hierarchy. We we'll stay on track here. Um, so we went through content creators um, and even having and so I've noticed something too that and this is not. This is not something you can quite quantify, but it's, it's interesting to see a lot of people who are content creators mm -hmm. who have partners that are supporting of them creating content yeah. only to come out a year or two later or a little while later and say, yes, my partner has been abusive or yes, you know, I'm in a situation where 
I had no control over, you know, what I was doing and I was doing it because they were making me do this. They're, you know, grooming me to do that. Mm. Um, and you know, that's something that obviously should never happen, but you know, hopefully, you know, those, those, those kind of people in situations like that can find the freedom to, you know, be away from that kind of toxic relationship like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes occasionally you do find those partners who create content together and that's kind of cool. Um, it's a whole, it's like having somebody with you that's right on the same page with you all the time that you can, you know, do this while you're, you know, can support you in personal life, but also in your professional creative life, you know? Yeah. Man. And so, let's think of the kind of things you can do. There's, uh, gaming, creating only fan content, slash content like fans Lee or, um, Manny Vids mm-hmm. or um, um, uh, Sex Panther, Six? Sexting, Night Flirt. Uh, God, there's all kinds of things in the industry. I don't want to get too many shots out without getting any kind of sponsorship, but you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing this down because I'm not on this. <laughs> well, no, actually, I, I, I did this for another friend of mine. Actually, one of my ex girlfriends mm-hmm. started in OnlyFans, and um, I made this gigantic list of all the sites that she can monetize her content through. Ooh. It was just like this huge thing, which I can send to you later. Um, I have to find it. I have to find a way where I have it in my, either my phone or on Facebook or somewhere saved as a PDF maybe. But um, yeah, it's just like, there's like a hundred different sites that she could have access to to monetize her content with. Mm-hmm. We can get well, We should do a business of the business kind of content. We should, and we definitely need guests. Yeah. Maybe we should ask my mistress friend who was talking about being on here to be interviewed one day. We'll do a Zoom call and add her, add her to it. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, that's future podcast ideas. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, so we get into the content creation. And then what's after that? That's what, are we getting into straight up uh, scoring or mm, yeah. next one, a hierarchy? Let's see. Life masseuse, sugar baby, stripper. Okay, I mean, escort, yeah. Escort is okay. okay. All right, so yeah, which makes the other professional level. It's funny because I actually, um, I dated um, briefly a cam model, and she found out that I had utilized an escort before. I, I had worked with uh, an escort, okay. you know, at some point, and she got really upset about that. Hmm. Were you a driver for the escort? Well, yeah, she never considered what she was doing as escorting. Um, She always had a very strong distinction between the two, you know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like she was slut-shaming. I just think she was surprised. Maybe maybe she was making assumptions about where I was coming at. I mean, I I just, I clicked with her. I liked her. Um, Mm -hmm. The fact that she was a cam model was sort of after the fact. But, um... I mean, like I said, like creates like, you know, like, like attracts like when you measure people who are similar to you, then, you know, you tend to, if you put that energy out, then I think you tend to get it back. Um, but it, it eventually turned into a toxic situation. Um, mm-hmm. it, we just didn't, we just didn't work out in general. Um, but yeah, she was a little bit miffed about that. And I wasn't really exactly sure why. I mean, I, I know obviously there are differences and we're not intentionally trying to lump them all into the same category. Um, vis-a-vis one is better than the other. I mean, I'm not saying that. I don't think you're saying that either. 
but I'm sure that people will hear this podcast and think, wait a minute, there's a huge distinction here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we could definitely look into other places too that would, you know, know more about this. And again, this is just from our points of view. You know, we're not really experts in an academic sense. We just have our own personal experiences to work with for our podcast. Hopefully, it would be entertaining. But, you know, how, would, how, how do you feel? I mean, could you do all of those other things we mentioned? You personally? I all was, yeah. Um, well, I could always be a wife. Masus, um, I haven't really looked into that. <laughs> so I was, I was um, at my chiropractor a few days ago, and he's like, "So what do you do for work?" I'm like, "Well, I'm an actor, model, and a massage therapist." So he's like, "Okay, cool." Um, <laughs> so I don't know, cause I just bought a mattress, and I'm gonna like do Nuru and stuff, and uh, so you know, more money, more people. But um, I don't know. I feel like they would ask for history, like a work history, if I applied at the massage parlor like that. And I know here in my area, we don't have a whole bunch and they're probably in the very ghetto. So I don't know. I have to do research about that. Um, sugar baby, I don't know, because I do not like to, dep- to be dependent on somebody because that's exactly what happened when I was engaged, when I was in some kind of relationship and shit like that um stripping i thought about stripping i just have to have someone come with me to a strip club because i would feel like i don't know i'm gonna be so shy and you know asking for a manager who i talk to how do i audition to be a stripper and whatnot um and camming i already do that so yeah i like camming because it's like in my own environment i can i can do whenever I feel like doing it, so, yeah. What size are you using? What size? Yeah. Sight. What? What size are you using? No, sight. Oh! <laughs> I, I have, I use all size, but sizes. <laughs> um, sites, I have OnlyFans, and that is it. Okay. What's the, what's the cut that OnlyFans uh, takes from any kind of um, live gaming that you do? Uh, ooh, life came in, I don't know, but I take, da, 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 da. I would say 90% after taxes. Maybe okay. it's, maybe it's Here's a little bit Because, like, um, Streammates is probably one of the bigger ones next to Live Jasmine. I think I worked with them. Okay. Stream bands. It, like, it was like seven, it was like seventy thirty. They took seventy percent, and we had thirty percent. I mean, that was it's been a while ago. I don't know if it's hundred percent like that now. Um, but that's because they have really high overhead. Um, for I mean, you know, when you go to Pornhub and you mm-hmm. see like the live video feed, yeah, that's that's streammates. And what they do is, if you're on Pornhub or if you're on like xxn.com or like. X videos live or whatever whatever aggregate site you're on and it has their live version mm-hmm. they've usually farmed that out to stream mates and they've put up their banner around the outside of it to match whatever the site you're at so it's like Pornhub Live or oh. X videos live what have you um, so you're paying for that kind of marketing and so you, if you're one of the top performers they'll put you live on that banner and so Ooh. like you know you being bilingual 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, Russian cam models are very much high demand. Oh, okay. Um, I'll yeah, the ones I've seen on there always remind me of, like, Eastern Promises, the film where he goes and there's, like, a brothel. And they're working, like, in the brothel in the back. <laughs> and I can just imagine, like, a big warehouse with, like, little cubicles of like into a bedroom. Yeah. And like little cam models, and there's like a web server, and they've all got their, you know, they've got their, uh, you know, the servers behind there, and they've got like, you know, these big, you know, Russian men. Outside. Yeah, the independent Russian uh, doll would uh, do well, I think, on those campsites. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, <laughs> um, when I was still living with um, a friend of ours, I was, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine who I, um, what is it, who I met on Mr. Mercedes, the TV show, and he was, he was making, you know, good money on Pornhub, but he was ugly, so, so it was just a video of him masturbating, and, and I'm like, okay, Perry, I think I'm gonna register on it too, so. Was he the guy, glasses, was he really tall with glasses? <laughs> no. No, he did not wear glasses. He was very skinny. Oh, wait, no. My, our friend of ours, yeah, yeah. But no, he, he's not on Pornhub. That's like, my friend is on Pornhub. I'm talking about your friend. Oh, no, no. No glasses. Because okay. there, there was a guy on uh, South of Hell who was very skinny and very tall with glasses. He was very obnoxious. and He was doing the same thing. He was telling me about it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay. Hmm. I know. Okay, cool. You keep telling me all about it. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I understand. Okay, cool. If you, buddy. <laughs> what was he saying exactly? He was just talking about how much money he made doing it. Or what oh. he was doing. How he was a cam model and all this stuff. And, like, was bragging about it. But he was also very loud. And he kept, he kept wandering away from set. <laughs> and PA was like... What are you doing? Come back here. Where are you going? He's like, I'm going over here. I'm like, don't go over there. Come back. Come back to the scene. And I don't know if you've never seen South of Hell, because no one's seen South of Hell. South of but we were we were in the scene where we were all wearing these big robes, and we had to be this gigantic horde of of, of demons in robes, mm. like monk robes, and it was really terrifying. It came out on Halloween, and Mina Savari was in it, and she was amazing. But this dude was, he was very tall, so he had all of us tall guys together. And he was just like a ball of energy, and he wouldn't shut up about it. And <laughs> we are talking to everybody about it, and, we're, and, and everyone was like, look, first of all, you're talking too much. Second of all, we don't care about what you do yeah. in your personal life that involves around sex. <laughs> a lot of us are uncomfortable talking about it. And third, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So you don't have to try to impress me with it, please. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so anyway, but apparently it's not the same one you're talking about. <laughs> no, but my my friend he was uh, he was uh, very skinny, blonde hair. Um, I think he had blue eyes, but he talked with a very southern accent, and he was very loud. But you would definitely remember him, yeah. Um, gotcha. If you met him, of course. So yeah, but no, no, not the same guy. <laughs> oh, oh, I know who you're talking about now. <gasps> you do. Yes. How did you meet him? Where did you work? I didn't meet him at your house. Okay, we'll go back to this after the podcast. We're definitely not doxing anybody today. 
Nobody gets doxxed on this show. <gasps> oh, yes, right, right. Now, uh, are you sure you met him? Based on that description, yeah. Okay, okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, well, no one gets, uh, that's the other goal of this show, is we're not going to dox anybody. If we're talking about you, we're using a name. It's a name you've given us or a name you probably have to talk about. No, no one personally I'm gets doxxed. <laughs> right? I'm not going to dox anybody. We're using fake names. We're not doxing. <laughs> no. Okay. But you can call me. I'm still Mr. Lane. Okay. Uh, I don't care who knows that. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Lane is in the house, yo. <laughs> Okay. Okay. This has been fun. Yes. Oh, well, Thank gosh. you. Uh, so, oh God, man, I, I, I cannot. I mean, my ex-wife. Think about being married again for a second. Um, it's funny. People always talk about like transactional power exchanges, and if you are, you know, traditionally Southern or in the Bible Belt or some kind of Baptist type of um, Protestant, and you subscribe to the, you know, wife should be submissive to the man kind of paradigm, then yeah, that's definitely the ultimate power exchange. And not that we're going to say those kind of people, you know, are, are, are their own kind of prostitute or sex worker, but it's still pretty, um, uh, that, all of that description sounds awful, but also sounds mm -hmm. like a lot of fun if it was consensual. Because consensual is caring. What's yeah. my cara? So men, husbands who are listening to this podcast, if you want to have some extra spice in your relationship, next time you and your, your wife, husbands and wives, or any kind of other marriage, wives and wives, husbands and husbands, next time you have sex with your partner and you're done, cash out them $200. <laughs> Yeah. They will love it. They will absolutely love it. <laughs> and then maybe when you're done and they come to you and say, look, all the money you gave me for sex, I went and I invested it in the stock market and I bought this brand new Mercedes Benz for you for Christmas. Aww. You can look at them and say, I should have given you all my business. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. 